0: This gospel passage of the raising of Lazarus on this fifth Sunday of Lent offers us a very helpful meditation, I believe, especially in our day and our time where we are experiencing this and continue to experience the spread of this coronavirus and this need and this call for this separation between us. It's important to note before really diving in on my reflections on this particular gospel is that the gospel of John is written with a very high christology. And that what that means is that John the evangelist really wants us to know that Jesus is not just a human being. He is fully God and fully human. So, when we talk about a high Christology, he is really writing, he's really highlighting, if you will, the fact that this is the Messiah. This is the man. This is the one who's to come. He is God. And he has the capacity to do, to do the miracles that he is doing in, the, in, in all the gospel stories. And that's why the gospel kind of begins with him finding out about Lazarus' illness. And he's kind of, it, John is pointing out that Jesus knows what's kind of going to take part in the, in the days to come. And he's telling his disciples, like, you know what, this is not going to end in death. This is, this is happening so that the glory of God can be shown. That's, what, that, that's what's going on here. And ultimately, he's going to get up and he's going to say, all right, let's go. Let's go to Ju- Judea. And I also like to point out that what's kind of going on right then, right then, that point in his history, he's got people who are trying to kill him. He's, he's getting closer and closer to that final journey to Jerusalem. And that is exactly where we are in Lent. We're in that time where we are, I mean, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. We are in that time where, I mean, it's like they are, they are, they are coming at him from all different sides. They're trying to figure out how can we take this guy out. And that's what he's walking into. But this beautiful part of the story that I think is worthy of our meditation is as he is meeting Martha, this engagement between this good friend who he loves a lot and who loves him, if you would have been here, My brother would not have died. But I am the resurrection and the life, Martha. Don't you remember? Don't you remember who I am? Anyone who believes in me will never die. Don't you remember? Do you believe this? That's a good question. Do you believe this? She speaks about her coming to belief. And she goes and he gets her, her sister Mary. And Mary, too, is, if you had been here, this would not have happened. And Jesus, seeing her tears, seeing the tears of the people who were hanging out with her, the gospel in our translation has him being a perturbed and asked, where have you laid him? And Jesus wept. The fully human, fully God, Jesus, in all of his divinity, and Jesus wept. What were the reason for his tears? The people who saw him weep, they said, look at how he loved Lazarus. That was their explanation. But we just had this great engagement between his two of his um, most closest friends with Martha and Mary. Is it their lack of faith or their memory of who he is? Is it this? Maybe that was what made him cry. Or maybe, maybe because this particular resurrection isn't going to be like the resurrection, isn't the same resurrection as he's going to experience on Easter Sunday. You see, because with this resurrection, Lazarus is going to come out of the tomb, but he's going to have to die again. He is going to be walking in this world with us, with sickness and health, the ups and the downs, sin, and ultimately, he too will end up in the tomb again. Would that be enough to explain the tears of our Lord? I don't know. I don't know what the tears of our Lord are. I just know is that Jesus wept. And he sits there and I I just think about what is this, as we continue our journey to Jerusalem and we get ready to enter into Holy Week next Sunday and we really launch into this wonderful mystery, we would be crazy if we didn't allow ourselves just an opportunity to really meditate upon his tears. And maybe even take a look at, you know, why was he crying then, and is there anything about our world right now, in our situation, that could perhaps bring him to tears again? And that's kind of just one of those things as I was um, reading over Pope Francis's homily yesterday, as he offers this beautiful blessing of the world, and these words that he gave in this homily for the world, because all of us— are in this together. All of us are in this together. He had a paragraph in his homily that I'd like to just reflect with a little bit because it it just is so beautiful. Because we are living in a time where we don't know where this is going to end. They keep telling us we should know know about how bad it's going to be in two weeks. Right? And this stirs up a certain set of fear in people. And and it and we react and we, we react in goofy ways with fear. I know I do. I like to turn fear. I like to I like to mask fear with anger. That's not good. And we and other people will mask it in other ways. But it's to this question that that Pope Francis preaches to yesterday, and he's he's utilizing Jesus in the boat with his disciples in the midst of a storm. They're scared, he's sleeping. And Pope Francis says, why are you afraid? Have you no faith? These are, these are, this is his question, his reflection on that gospel, but words for us in our time, today, in this situation. Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? Lord, you are calling to us, calling us to faith, which is not so much believing that you exist, but coming to you and trusting in you. This Lent, Your call reverberates urgently. Be converted. Return to me with all your heart. You are calling on us to seize this time of trial as a time of choosing. It is not the time of your judgment, but of our judgment. A time to choose what matters and what passes away. A time to separate what is necessary from what is not. It is a time to get our lives back on track with regard to you, Lord, and to others. those words I have been reflecting with all afternoon. These are strange times. But as Christians, as we enter in this this time and the season of conversion, let's really heed this call by Pope Francis to hear the Lord's call in all of this, to hear his call and to make our choice. Our choice to choose him, to follow him, to make this a time of growing closer and in trust of him and in our service to each other. It's easy to fall into fear. But being a Christian, we need to heed the call away from fear. And this Sunday, allow ourselves to be called out of the tomb of our fear. Roll away the stone Go to the voice of our Lord, put a smile on your face, and be that child of God you're meant to be. I have no idea where all of this is going to end up, but what I do believe deeply within my heart is that this can definitely be a time where all of us can grow in holiness. So, let us have the bands of our, of our, of our past uh, blindness removed, let us have that which is covering our heads removed, and let us learn to walk freely. With the one who has never left us alone, he's in the boat with us. Let's walk away from the fear.